everybody, just a reminder that this Saturday, June 3rd at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, we'll be having our Conversations on Acting session with Sharon Carnegie, who is a world expert on Stanislavski. Here's how you can join us. Go to our website, idontneedanactingclass.com, and sign up for our mailing list, and we will send you the link um, a few minutes before the talk this Saturday. Or you can just log on to the I Don't Need an Acting Class Facebook page or the I Don't Need an Acting Class YouTube page, and we'll be streaming live and taking your questions. So mark your calendars this Saturday, June 3rd at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and uh, we hope to see you there. Can't wait. Welcome to I Don't Need an Acting Class with Milton Justice. One of the issues is this need we have to either get the answer or come up with an answer, and therefore we rush it, and we don't just sit with things. And I think this is a problem for us. Um, I realize in these exercises something I love or something I hate, I mean, everybody makes all sorts of mistakes. There was nothing left of Carson the other day after he he actually recorded something he loved, and I couldn't even get through it. I hated it so much, and I say, "Call me," you know. So it, it, it's all sorts of things that we do that I think eventually translate into our work. And w- one of the things we do with a simple exercise like something I love or something I hate is decide in advance how we think it should be played. Now, the reason I bring it up is because this works its way into our work all the time. And so what we do is we force it and, and we build something in order to feed where we think it, we want it to go. And so that to me was a really interesting issue because I, uh, here's what I don't think we do. Carson, was it you that asked me about instincts? Okay, so here's my thought about instincts. I think your instinct is developed. I've decided this. I don't think it's a gift from God. I think he's busy doing other things, or she's busy doing other things, or they're busy doing other things. I think it's developed. In fact, I was having this conversation with uh, Karim, who also overthinks everything. And so he, he was talking about my use of the word from Stella, of course, the nature of. What is the nature of? So here's the thing that I think is true. I will say to you, if you look at something and you identify it, think about the nature of it. Now, one of the things about thinking about the nature of it is it slows you down. When I analyze the idea of the nature of something, what I suggest to you is you think, As an example, where have I been gullible? And what did I do? Now, this is anything. This is anything that you look at. 
he seems lonely. Where have I been lonely and what have I done? He seems lost. Where have I been lost and what did I do? I, in other words, there is, a, there, is, there is something that says, let me just sit back before I assume I know exactly what it is and take the time to really spend time with it so that I can figure out what it is. This is a play about loss. This is a character who's, you know, so then I sit back and say, okay, what is the nature of loss? And so, and so there is a kind of way of viewing it, which kind of, you know, is, oh, yes, overly technical, but it helps me figure out what is the nature of loss? What is the nature of gullible? Okay. And so I can say, and I can look at it, and it's not going to answer the question, but at least I know the ballpark of it because I have to fight the urge to assume that I know the answer to the question. Uh, and, and in fact, I, I go back to this because I was so pleased. The director told he was the only actor who auditioned who played the fact that the character was gullible, which was in the breakdown. And I said, no, you were the only one that did not do a cliche of gullible, because if somebody said gullible, they would think they mean, meant stupid. And so, and I said, I promise you, every other actor that auditioned for it played it like the guy was stupid, not gullible. Okay, so going back, technically, if I'm looking at what is the nature of something, I will look at where I was and what did I do? And the what did I do is not a plot. It is actually the action. I mean, chose for gullible that he, he loves everything, which is a really good choice because it's a playable action to love everything. Okay, second place I go, where have I seen it? And what did they do? Third place is the imagination. Now, Here's the thing. There are things, and, and Carson's question about instinct was interesting to me because I started thinking about it. And what I realized was he didn't have to go through the steps of where have I been gullible and what did I do? Where have I seen gullible? And what did they do? It's just the instinct is now so automatic because of all the work that he's done that he just knows how to approach it. Does that make sense as a concept? In other words, I, and I go back to sports because I clearly know so much about sports and because I've done so many sports, but it's like you technically have to know how to do a backhand forever. I mean, one, one, there, there are a few people I know who just automatically knew how to do it. I was not one of those people. But you have to know that you turn the racket a quarter of a thing, and then you pull the racket back, and that you put your foot forward, and you watch the ball, and you follow through. And forever and forever and forever, that's how you have to do it. But then one day, the ball's coming over, and it's just like your instinct knows exactly what to do. And to me, that's what I mean by instinct is learned. 
you work on all of these things so thoroughly that you know the tools, you know the technique, you know the, the, the ABCs, and then eventually it's just your instinct, your instinct how to do it. That's the reason it's so important to do all of these, these exercises, these, these, these toolbox exercises, these beginning exercises, these going back to the beginning. To me, you feel lost, you feel uncreative, go build something I love or something I hate. It's like go back to the beginning. Go back. Don't complicate your life with trying to work on Hamlet. Take something simple. I'd love expensive shoes. Do you know, something simple. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. So in other words, th these are things that you then instinctively do. You will instinctively start making brilliant choices if... You have trained yourself to make choices. It's like you will automatically go to brilliant choices. You don't have to sit back and, and say, you know, I remember in Milton's class, we used to make a choice and then we'd go, or. You just, it's, it's, like, it, it's like the instrument is tuned. I promise, Austin, one day I'll stop using basketball things. But a friend of mine said to me, when, you're, when you are absolutely in the zone, you know exactly what you're doing and you can see the entire court. Now, you do not start out doing that. In other words, you don't go in for your first basketball game and do that. It's not possible. You know, you have to learn how to dribble <laughs> or whatever. I mean, my God, it's the same in acting. You know, you, you cannot pick up a script and know how to do it. Finished. You cannot. Everybody's going to come up with a cliche, and some worse than others. I mean, some are just phenomenal. I wish I could. Someday we'll do it. Well, I, everybody will look at a script they've had and write down the line that they thought they knew exactly how to say it. And it's just all the time. And so, look, with all of these things, I want you to resist. And, and this is like, this is, this, is the, this is my work. This is my work at home. This is not my work anybody sees but me, but I just, I urge you just to take the time to, if you, if you say, now I suddenly can't think of anything I love. If I want to do, I don't know, I love sweaters. Just take a moment 
and just see it. See a sweater. It's not feeding me. It's not feeding me. Let me, let me just... And just live off of it for a second and see it. Oh, yes. I, I know. The, the, the way they're knitted. It just, it's so... It's like some of them are thick, but they seem very intricate, even if they were done on a machine. But they're just... And they, they're warm. They make you, they, ugh, they make you cozy. I love sweat. So in other words, just spend the time. Spend the time with anything. And look, love something that's untrue. Love something that's, I, I did for Carson. I like to show off for Carson because, I don't know. Anyway, I did for Carson. I love mountain climbing. Now, anybody, I know. Amanda, I'm sorry. She just had to, she had to leave class. She was laughing so hard. Um, and what I did with I, lo I Love Mountain Climbing is I decided I loved mountain climbing in Kathmandu. So that's, that's where I really loved it. And I loved mountain climbing in Kathmandu because there was Mount Everest. Um, and I, I mean, it was just the idea of, of, of how much I loved mountain climbing to climb Mount Everest. So I pulled in everything. And the second time I did it for him, um, I suddenly, when I started, I, went, I, I, I saw Kathmandu again. And then I suddenly remembered something I read once. It was a horrible slum. And so I quickly added that. But I mean, this is the thing that I, I want us to get to. I want us to get open to what happens because we're receptive. We are not marrying choices. Our job is not to make choices so that we can therefore cement them in for all eternity. But I think if you'll start doing it very, very slowly and just say, sit there for a second. Just sit there for a second. And just say, what? What is that? What do I see? And just see what happens. Somebody do one, would you? Just choose something. Now, look, here's the thing. I want all of you to stop making, you know, uh, I hate abusive people. I, you know, don't, you know, start simple. You know, start really simple. But sit with it and see what happens, because here's the thing that I think is important. I think what's important is that we, it's almost like we're demanding of our talent that, that we see things. Now look, here's the thing. 
sometimes it's going to be visual. I, I, I mean, what I really want you to do is to, is to at, at this particular point, on this particular exercise, see what happens if you, if you don't let your, uh, your, your knowledge of the technique cripple you. In other words, see if you can say, wait a minute, I'm supposed to be seeing visualization. Wait a minute, I'm supposed to be... You know what I'm talking about? In other words, try, there are times I want you to actively use the technique because I want you to get used to using it. I want you to get used to using the technique the way you learn a foreign language. And I know that if you, that if you say, all right, and I said this to Carson, and I think it's really important in this etude, I am trying to connect to whatever it is so that you know what you're doing. Be aware what you're working on. The original purpose of something I love, something I hate was to, to have me connect. And then I realized absolutely every single thing that we do in acting comes back to this exercise. It has to do with connecting. It has to do with making choices that turned me on. But if I don't work on it, I'm not gonna. I'm not. I'm not gonna be able to do it. But that's the reason I say, you know, just for yourself, be clear what you're working on when you're working on your technique. To, now I'm going to work on visualization. Okay, so in this etude, I'm working on visualization. In this etude, I'm working on connecting. In this etude. I want to be clear what the idea is. And it's all there. Carson has been getting in touch with me way too much, and I'm getting bored with him, but he went to a baseball game, which sounds to me like, you know, sounds like torture. I mean, let's face it, basketball is fabulous. They have really big scores. There's a lot of movement. They go back and forth from one side to the other, and they score. The outfits are great. And, you know, you can sit back and just, oh, it's, I mean, there's nothing like it. But Carson had to go to a baseball game, and, and I said, so what should I do? And I said, watch people. And so he said, oh, they were so boring. Well, he's in Las Vegas. He said, they were so boring. And then I said to him, he said, well, the only interesting thing is there were a lot of dads and sons. And then I said to him, what is that an idea of? And suddenly it became interesting. The father and son at a baseball game became an idea, and then it became interesting. If I really learn something, I will know more than anybody else knows about acting because I will know that. As you know, nobody thinks they need an acting class. Everybody thinks that, that acting is easy, and if you can read, you can act. If you can memorize, you can act. But the problem is, you know, we're not in the mood for that. You know, we want genius. I Don't Need an Acting Class is created and hosted by Milton Justice. 
producer is me, Walker Vreeland, and director of online media is Evan Sollers. Music is by Jeffrey Kieser. Uh, please subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. Uh, you can find us online, I don't need an acting class.com. And uh, you can continue to send your questions to Milton at questionsformilton at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you back here next week.